Hello and welcome to The Lyle Shelton Show. It's great to be with you wherever you are. This is episode number 28, Can You Believe It? Well, perhaps you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook or listening on an audio podcast uh, while you're going for a run. I got the new Apple AirPod Pros last year and I love to listen to political podcasts while I'm out for a jog. It takes my mind off the pain. With so much distortion and outright lies in the mainstream media, it's become essential to tap into alternative sources of media that you can trust. I hope this platform here at The Good Source and places like my blog, lyleshelton.com.au, are such alternatives. It's also vital that a movement for positive change is built. That happens in part by us taking control of the information war, and that's a big part of what I'm seeking to do with this show. I hope you're also inspired to get involved with politics and become a change agent yourself. That, of course, starts with getting informed, and for for that, you've come to the right place. This is a place where you will hear things that the mainstream media simply refuse to discuss. Well, on today's show, I want to talk about the upcoming euthanasia or dying with dignity debate. Now, there's a euphemism right there. That's happening here in Queensland. I'll touch on a sad event affecting the family of one of my childhood football heroes, Wally Lewis. And I'll be speaking with Dave Pello about the Church and State Summit coming up in the last weekend of February. We might also unpick some of the other big issues that are making news. So go and make a brew, pour a glass. This week's show is going to be a ripper. Well, Christians shift from pillars of society to pariahs, to borrow from the Catholic Archbishop Charles Chaput, is almost complete. Last week, a bill passed the Victorian Upper House criminalising prayer for people who ask for help with unwanted same-sex attraction or gender confusion. Since when did the government regulate prayer in Australia? When did the government decide what professional or spiritual help someone could or could not seek? Last week, it did, when the Change or Suppression Conversion Practices Prohibition Bill became law. Welcome to our brave new world. Now, former Deputy Prime Minister John Anderson said this bill was the biggest threat to our democratic freedoms in Australia's entire legislative history. By talking a gender-confused child out of taking harmful uh, cocktails of puberty-blocking drugs is now illegal in Victoria, even if you are that child's parent. This is a form of state-mandated child abuse. There's no other way to describe it. Sadly, the Daniel Andrews Labor government's bill passed with the support of all but two of the Liberals. And I want to say tonight, well done to Beverly MacArthur and Bernie Flynn for their heroic stance. From the minor parties and independents, thanks to David Limbrick and Tim Quilty of the Liberal Democrats. Uh, sorry, Liberal Democrats. Uh, and that uh, minor party was, um, they were heroic in, in taking the fight up, probably more than just about anyone else. Uh, Tanya Maxwell and Stuart Gim, uh, Grimley uh, from Darren Hinch's Justice Party. Clifford Hayes from the Sustainable Australia Party. Jeff uh, Borman of the Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party and independent Catherine Cumming. Uh, so you can see on the crossbench and plus those two Liberals, uh, they were the heroes of this debate, whereas uh, mostly Labor and uh, Liberal supported it. Well, similar laws were passed 
uh, last year in the ACT and here in Queensland. These bills were only a shade less draconian than what passed in Victoria last week. You can still pray for people who ask for it uh, in those jurisdictions, i.e. Queensland and the ACT, but be careful if you do. Sadly, there was barely a whimper from the church uh, in Queensland and the ACT. It's worth noting that uh, here in Queensland, unlike Victoria and the ACT, the LNP voted as a block against uh, the so-called gay conversion therapy laws. There's no doubt in my mind that the Queensland LNP is the hope of the side when it comes to the major political parties. Its policies and values are brilliant, thanks to the work of common sense people who have been engaged in its policy development over the past 15 years or so. In Victoria though, uh, there was some last minute resistance to uh, the change or suppression conversion practices prohibition bill. And it was great to see faith leaders responding to, as we said, what John Anderson said was the biggest uh, threat to freedom in Australia's legislative history. And they, they responded with uh, newspaper ads. And uh, I wanna say well done to the Australian Christian lobby for coordinating this. But sadly, it was too little too late. Having largely sat out of the marriage debate in the years leading up to the 2017 plebiscite, how could the churches expect to stop the runaway rainbow freight train now? There has been a need for the past several decades for faith leaders to be permanently engaged with politics as we did not arrive at this point all of a sudden. My hope and prayer is that this will be a wake-up call that brings the change needed for Christians and conservative-leaning people everywhere to begin to rise up and say no further. Either way, there will be more harm to children and persecution of innocent people going forward. The only question is how much persecution and when will it end? We may not have been interested in politics, but politics has sure been interested in us and it is interested in our children. When we live in a participatory democracy and we don't participate, we should not be surprised when we find ourselves in the gun. For those who are understandably reeling from what has just happened, can I recommend uh, Rod Dreyer's book about Christian resistance? It's called Live Not By Lies. I wrote a review about it on, uh, last month on my blog, lyleshelton.com.au. You can go back and have a look at it. I'd encourage you to do it. For those who wonder what on earth has gone on in Australia over the last 20 years to bring us to this point, I've tried to explain that in my book, I kid you not, notes from 20 years in the trenches of the culture wars. Again, uh, nothing has happened in a vacuum. There is a backstory and I've told part of it from my perspective here. No doubt others will have their perspectives. The sooner we realize this is a different day and begin acting accordingly, the better. We as Christians have a story of truth, beauty, and goodness. We just need to start telling it in the public square, not just in church. In the meantime, we must knuckle down, we must endure, and we must resist. And we should do all this with joy. Well, for decades, our culture has told us there are no rules when it comes to who you have sex with. Friends with benefit, Californication, basic instinct, sex in the city are just some of the programs which promoted the idea of consequence-free sex. The only taboo is sex with children, although the porn trade has frequently pushed this boundary. Our Royal Commission into, into Institutional Child Sexual Abuse, including uh, this shameful and disgraceful abuse of children in the church, 
uh, has helped reinforce the evil of this practice in the minds of the public, and that's been a good thing. But pretty much anything else goes. Even sex with animals is considered okay, as this discussion on our taxpayer-funded ABC proved. Have a listen to the co-founder of the Australian Greens political party, Peter Singer, tell us why bestiality is fine. And we have a web question. It's come in from Deirdre Baker in New South Wales. Peter Singer, in your 2001 article, Heavy Petting, uh, you state that mutually satisfying sexual activities between humans and animals can develop. <laughs> Please explain. <laughs> I wondered if that one would come up. Um, so firstly, um, it was a book review. It wasn't really an article. I was reviewing a book that discussed this issue. I mean, it is a fact that there is sexual contact between some humans and animals. Um, and I was raising the question why we have such a taboo on this. Now, obviously, sometimes it involves cruelty and the infliction of power and dominance on an animal, and clearly I oppose that. But there can be occasions. I don't know, you know, it's a family program, how much vivid description you want, but... Uh, Go if, ahead. If you, OK, so... <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> this is... It's, it's, this is really interesting, by the way. I'm clearly not on American television tonight. <laughs> because no American host would have said that. Okay, so here's an example. A woman has oral sex performed by her dog. Okay? Brings know, new meaning I know, to I know, doggy I know style. Who, I know women who have said that this is, this is something that pleases them. The dog is free to do it or walk away. There's no dominance over the dog. Okay? That seems to me harmless. If this we, is if, a trained dog, if, obviously. Well, it's, 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 it's her dog who enjoys doing it and sees that, that the dog gives pleasure to the, the companion who the dog lives with, you know? Um, I don't see why we have a huge Sorry, taboo Peter, even over discussing... Sorry, this is just weird. It's just weird. It's, it's not common, but, it's but is it wrong is the question. Right. Jay, this is your territory. Yeah, I'm, not... I'm not... Let's, let's get a psychiatrist's perspective on this. No, it, I'm just sitting here thinking, now, Freud did say that human beings are polymorphously perverse, which is another way of just saying there are lots of different views that just... Sometimes you have to draw the line and go, that's weird. But is it wrong? Would you, would you want to but cure wrong, a patient wrong or would you want to make what? a patient? So I suppose, I mean, I, I've actually... I'm not going to cure anyone who doesn't want to be cured. Right, exactly. That, that's exactly. the other that's side. The, so since I, since I wrote this little piece, I've had people, sex therapists, come to me and say that they've had uh, patients who were tortured with guilt because they got some sexual satisfaction from contact with their animals and their lives were miserable. And they gave them my article and their art their, that helped them because it helped them to see that other people were doing the same sort of thing. And here was at least somebody who was saying, you know, this is not a sign of terrible moral evil. Oh, I've got a, a Helen Coonan parliamentary sitting week coming up. Would you like to get on the record on this? Um, <laughs> well, thankfully, uh, I don't answer questions anymore. I ask them, and I don't think I'll be asking this one, Tony. But, um, oh, look, no, look, I agree. I think that's, uh, that's seriously off. And uh, I just can't uh, imagine. I mean, I've got two beautiful golden retrievers. And... Oh! Uh, I don't think everyone heard that Peter said he thought your party stood for individual freedom. 
uh, I just think uh, that it's off the wall. And uh, uh, put it this way, um, I'll just continue to uh, to find the nice patch under my doggy's ear that he likes. <laughs> That's all I'll do. We, we, uh, I'm sorry to say we've run out of time. Uh, please thank. I'm not sorry. Helen Coonan, uh, Peter Singer, Jay Kulkarni, David Maher, and Peter Garrett. <laughs> Now, that of course is an extreme example, but it is shocking nonetheless. Trust the ABC to give a platform to advocates like Singer. Now, our blasé attitude towards marriage and appropriate boundaries uh, since the sexual revolution has not been without consequence. Generally, the consequences in the pain and suffering of family members when a mother or a father, husband or a wife, goes and has an affair. There's enough common sense still left in our community and enough instinct in children to know that betrayal is a harmful thing. Proof of our cognitive dissonance is the fact that cheating is still a thing. This was demonstrated by the intense media interest in the breakup of rugby league immortal Wally Lewis's marriage. I was saddened to read this um, and, and read of his affair with the Townsville woman, Linda Adams, Uh, And the subsequent distress, this has caused his wife Jackie and his three children, Mitchell, Lincoln and Jamie Lee. The Courier-Mail said uh, his actor son, Lincoln, was so enraged at the treatment of their mother, he now refuses to talk with his father, while his brother Mitch and daughter Jamie Lee are struggling and they are angry. Wife Jackie has reportedly sold the family home at Birkdale from under Wally without his knowledge. Who could blame her? Those of us who have publicly promoted the worth and virtue of fidelity in marriage have routinely been ridiculed by our mainstream media and our cultural elites. Now, I'm not proposing a law against affairs. I still think what people do in in that area of their lives is their business. But young people considering buying into the 1960s ideas should be allowed to hear alternative views about how to truly flourish in life. It is clear from the media reporting that Jackie, Lincoln, Mitch and Jamie Lee wished their husband and father had not been sucked into our culture's ideas. Promoting a sexual ethic that seeks to avoid the sort of betrayal and pain in the Lewis household should be allowed without the sniggers and the put-downs. Just a thought. The Palaszczuk Labor government here in Queensland is set to introduce euthanasia legislation within the next few weeks. The big mis conception uh, in the euthanasia debate is that lethal injections need to become part of healthcare to guarantee the possibility of a death with dignity. Proper palliative care means that the overwhelming majority of people can expect to die with dignity free from the possibility that a lethal injection might be an option to be considered. Sadly, palliative care is woefully underfunded, but fixing this is where the effort should be, not in giving people lethal injections. The relentless media focus on emotional stories of loved ones suffering terribly should motivate us to fix palliative care, not to jump to the quick and easy option of lethal injections or poison pills for that matter. The very real possibility that vulnerable people might be pressured to give up their hospital bed is reason enough to steer clear of lethal injections becoming part of healthcare. The law is a teacher, and if we fail to fund palliative care uh, and the system associated with that, and instead offer lethal injections, we are teaching vulnerable people that they 
should accept this as a valid option. Euthanasia also guarantees that there will be wrongful deaths, often through coercion. Sadly, not everyone involved in end-of-life decision-making will act ethically. Introducing, introducing lethal injections into healthcare increases the risk someone's life may be taken unjustly. It's disappointing that the media do not focus more on the ethics and the effectiveness of proper palliative care. Providing everyone with world-class palliative care is not beyond us. Providing lethal injections means we will probably never have the incentive to invest in the best palliative care. I hope our politicians can think clearly about whether or not we cross this big ethical line. I hope our media have the integrity and the honesty to help us have a truly informed debate. Well, as you can see, joining me now is Dave Pellow, the Editor-in-Chief of The Good Source and the convener of the annual Church and State Summit. Dave, welcome to The Lyle Shelton Show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Well, well, mate, thank you for having a shave and sprucing yourself up and (laughs) brushing your hair. I really appreciate it. Life behind the cameras (laughs) is uh, relaxed at times. It is. Dave, um, the Church and State Summit, uh, last weekend in February, we, we've already we broke the news on this show a few weeks ago that Cardinal Pell was coming live via video link from the Vatican. Yeah. Um, who else have you got coming? Uh, and and how are how are the ticket sales going? Yeah, we're going very well. Uh, we're probably only about fifty tickets away from selling out. Awesome. Uh, of course, uh, we're going to be going large with live streaming. We really want to get hundreds of people watching live. Okay. Uh, mm. Especially Friday night, but the whole summit will be. Uh, really great and so for just so anyone in Australia who can't make it to Brisbane they can jump on the live stream they'll have to register for that will they yeah yeah so you do have to buy the ticket Um, Mm. at this stage the plan is yeah we're not sure exactly what we're going to do with Friday night just Mm. yet Um, Mm. certainly we the tickets for the whole summit are just $20 for the video yeah so it's $100 in person if you miss the early bird Mm. special and you you're trying to buy it at the door uh, but it's only twenty dollars to watch it wherever you are right. in in the world and life. Well, I think it's really important, Dave. And you know, this I think it's the third or fourth uh, fourth fourth. Is fourth summit you've done. Mm-hmm. I've been to all of them, and I'm looking forward to going to this one as well. I think they're incredibly important um, because, sadly, the church perhaps doesn't um, major enough or talk enough about mm. the political and the cultural issues, and we need more uh, venues and forums. And I, I assume that's part of the reason why you started 100%, the summit. Hundred percent. Um, there's a place to criticize, you know, as friends, like criticism between us. Not, um, not when you're on my show. No, sure. But, <laughs> Just joking. But it would be trusted. Yeah. Because it yeah. would be coming from a place of sincerity and and uh, love, uh, biblical love for, you know, each other. It, it's, a, it's a correction that comes from love, and that's, that's a good thing. Um, but at the same time, um, there needs to be a resourcing and, and equipping. Uh, if if the problem is ignorance, uh, then the solution is education yeah. and information. And and so the Church and State Summit is, is not the correction; it's it's the solution. Good. Um, mm. So it's not about saying who hasn't done the job right. Yeah. It's yeah. about saying the problem, the solution is in my hands. Mate, I think that's really important. I, I know that. I have to watch my attitude at times. I think we all wish 
that the church might do more, particularly mm-hmm. as we see the culture sliding so badly. And, and I think that's a great spirit that you're approaching. We, we lose approaching credibility this. if we're not truthful about our shortcomings. Mm. So, yeah, our attitude in doing that is important. We want to be truthful about the lacks, but but perhaps not um, – we don't want to be well, condemnatory. And, uh, I mean, there's some crimes that have been committed in, in church, and that's not what we're talking about with no, political no, no, indifference. No. But, but we, when it's minor or major yep. – the, the honesty about ourselves is important. Yeah. Well, and, and it is important that these discussions um, keep going because as I've been saying on this show and, and many of the good source contributors, yourself, uh, have been warning uh, for a long, long time that tough times are coming. And we've talked earlier in this show about the Victorian legislation. I know Martin Isles' um, promotional clip for the Church and State Summit talks about Christianity being illegal and how do we how do we um, live in this new environment? And uh, that's obviously going to be a big theme of many of your speakers this year, and particularly Cardinal Pell, having just spent uh, over a year in jail. Yeah, that's right. So Martin Niles is going to be one of the uh, guest speakers, mm. one of the keynotes. Australian Christian Lobby Managing Director. Exactly. Um, as the Managing Director, always invited to speak to to the summit um, and and. A really great speaker besides mm, that. He's brilliant. Um, but he's going to be talking about living in the legislative crosshairs, mm. uh, what to do when the government is banning righteousness, mm. when they're criminalising Christianity. Mm. Um, and and that's exactly what's going We see it in, in uh, Queensland legislation, in ACT yeah. legislation. Uh, we see them banning prayer uh, yeah. within a certain distance of, of abortion clinics. Yeah. Uh, and now in Victoria, I mean, we're running out of strong words to use mm. um, that adequately describe how evil and oppressive yep. some of these laws are, you know, draconian, uh, tyrannical, authoritarian. They're almost starting to become as mundane words as racism yep. and and sexism. And, and that's unfortunate because those words should be potent. But that a leader of a democracy in the modern uh, post-Christian West should not be, uh, you know, absolutely racked with guilt at being described as a dictator and a tyrannical persecutor of Christianity and, and Christian values is an indictment on the culture that we've got. You're talking about Dan Andrews in I'm Victoria. I'm talking about Dan Andrews. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that, that he can look at himself in a mirror and not see Hitler and, and actually... Be, I'm not saying he's on the cusp of a genocide. We need to be careful. Yeah, look, the, the that, those sort of references don't always work, but but certainly in terms of um, people, look, one of the his, things we're going to talk about at the Church and State Summit is people are ashamed to be associated with Hitler, and rightly so, but they're not ashamed to be associated with far worse atrocities committed in the name of government in ideologies like socialism. Che Guevara and uh, Fidel Castro and Stalin and Lenin yeah. and Chairman Mao, a modern communist China, they have no problems wearing them on a T-shirt. We, yeah. we saw one of uh, Joe Biden's people wearing a hammer and sickle on a hat and it was yeah. a gift and she wasn't embarrassed by it. No. But you can guarantee what she would have thought if it was a, a swastika. Yeah. And that's an indictment. Yeah, look, obviously it is, and um, that's a whole other rabbit hole to go down. <laughs> no, that's all. That's all good. No, no, look, um, look, uh, the crimes of communism and, and the hammer and sickle uh, have not been 
well ventilated. But that's another story. Oh, and certainly, Dan, Dan Andrews, your point is that Dan Andrews has acted very dictatorial. We're getting to this point. Um, he, he has criminalized Christianity. He's, yeah. As we said earlier in the show, uh, he's telling us how we can pray and who we can pray with. Even if people come and ask yeah. for prayer, We, if we respond to that, that can yeah. put us in jail for 10 years. So it's it's very desperate time. It's really serious. This summit is going to be an important gathering of people to process, really how, as you said, um, how to live within the crosshairs. And then I think very potently to hear from Cardinal Pell. Now, I know he's, he's going to talk about his area of expertise in church history. I'm sure he might, and I don't want to preempt what might happen. I hope he does touch on his recent experiences, having been falsely accused and then acquitted or falsely accused, convicted, and then acquitted of um, the yeah, heinous child falsely sex. Convicted. Falsely convicted. And then a unanimous 7-0 overturning mm. of the High Court. Um, he's recorded a promotional clip for Church and State from the Vatican. Do you want to play that now? I think our audience would love to see it. Let's uh, have a look. Now, I speak to you as a Catholic cardinal, Catholic bishop, uh, but at the heart of that, I'm a gospel Christian. We exist in all the denominations, and um, we believe, obviously, that Christ is, and his teaching and his redemptive activity are the center of everything. Uh, but we believe that Christ's teaching has the last word. Uh, we are Democrats. We have a right to participate in society. Uh, we have a right to and an obligation to present our Christian point of view uh, because we contribute to human flourishing, I believe, uh, better than uh, any other uh, system uh, of values. So if we do follow his teaching, um, a lot of good things uh, happen and society is uh, much the better for it. So I'm delighted uh, to have been asked to say a, a few words and uh, I firmly believe in what you're trying to do. Well, that, that was fantastic, Dave. Um, it's so exciting that he's going to join live from the Vatican. Uh, what a coup. Congratulations on that. Yeah, um, now, now, how can people, the, the summit's here in Brisbane, we, we should have mentioned, uh, uh, the last weekend in February. What, what do people need to do to get tickets? Uh, you just need to head to churchandstate.com.au, as you saw in that video there. Each of our speakers are making a short little video to discuss their session and build a bit of excitement about everything that's happening. There's going to be uh, a great arc of conversation that will just boost everybody's confidence and courage at wearing their Christianity in public, in the Brilliant. public square, in public debate, uh, and trying to bring those fantastic policies and, and values that Christianity has to offer, uh, provable, in in intellect, uh, demonstrable in history, and applicable in today's um, Australian culture. So head to churchandstate.com.au and make sure you don't miss out. Fantastic. Well, I hope to see you there as well and uh, make sure you get your tickets. Dave, thanks so much for coming to chat about the summit uh, here on The Lyle Shelton Show. Thanks, Lyle. Well, that's about it for this week's show. But before I go, if you're in Adelaide, uh, Liberal Senator Alex Antic will be launching my book there on Thursday, March 4. I'm really looking forward to going down. Uh, if you'd like to come along, please sign up at lyleshelton.com.au and I'll make sure you receive an invitation about the launch. Well, thanks for watching. Thanks again to Dave and the Good Source team for production. Until next week, goodbye and God bless. 
The Lyle Shelton Show is a production of The Good Source, hosted by Lyle Shelton. To watch, listen to, or read more content without the SJW PC fact filter, visit goodsource.news. Good, S-A-U-C-E dot news. Become a Good Source supporter for exclusive access to live and unedited interview recordings, including the conversations before and after the show.